Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Damon Wilson. And this is the podcast where we discuss the best position in sports. That's right, the lacrosse goalie. So I've interviewed coaches, and I've interviewed goalies, and this week we actually have a special guest. So while not necessarily 100% focused on lacrosse goalies, the stuff he teaches absolutely applies to us. This week we're talking with hand-eye coordination specialist Arthur Leibowitz, better known as hand-eye coaches on Instagram and Twitter. And if you follow those accounts, you'll know just how good his drills are. And as a goalie, a lacrosse goalie, hand-eye coordination, or eye-hand coordination, as Arthur lets me know, is extremely critical. So in this conversation, we discuss all things eye-hand coordination and how goalies can improve in that area. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Arthur Leibowitz from Hand Eye Coaches. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online lacrosse goalie camp. We're right in the swing of fall ball, which means lacrosse season is right around the corner. And if you want to be prepared to coach an elite lacrosse goalie, you've got to check out my online lacrosse goalie camp. It's the only lacrosse goalie training program that covers Everything you need to know in a simple, organized, and easy-to-follow format. That's why parents or coaches who know nothing about the position of goalie are able to train their goalies. This camp gives you the power. It gives you the tools, and it's available at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. That's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. My next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast is Arthur Leibowitz. You may have seen him uh, on Instagram, Hand Eye Coaches. Arthur, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Yeah. You know, I'm so excited to have you on because your Instagram account is one of the ones that I love uh, just in terms of learning hand-eye coordination drills. So I, I'm just so excited for the conversation we're about ready to have about all that. Really looking forward to this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so hand-eye coordination is, is it's commonly known as like an important aspect of for, for athletes and especially goalies. However, it goes, it does go a lot deeper than just hand-eye coordination as that's just one aspect of, of sports vision and vision training. And also just before I get, I get into it, I just want to let you know too. Um, it's commonly known as hand-eye coordination. Um, and like even I say it all the time, hand-eye coordination. However, some people argue and they make claims it's eye-hands coordination the other way around because it's the visual system that leads the motor system, not the other way around. And what I mean by that is so your, your, your eyes and your brain, your whole visual system takes in that information through your eyes and you process it and that information sent to your brain and then you act and then you then you respond through your motor system, whether that's catching a ball, uh, making, uh, doing a play, saving a ball and net, whatever it may be. 
Um, so hand-eye coordination. Sense. Yeah, it makes total yeah. sense. It's not, I always say hand-eye coordination. I've always really yeah. written hand-eye <laughs> coordination, but you're right. It is the eye seeing a, some sort of response and then your, your motor movements kind of reacting to that, right? Yes. Yeah. So there's three parts to it. Like there's perceptual processing and response. So I personally, I'm not an eye doctor. Uh, you, I highly recommend all athletes, especially goalies go see uh, a local eye doctor, someone who specializes in sports vision to make sure their perceptual, how they're perceiving things is, is at its peak. So they're seeing things as they are in reality. And then I get into more of the processing response part. So once you're seeing things the right way, like you're making sure your, your, your vision is, and there's a bunch of things I do too with my athletes to train that. Um, but definitely I recommend seeing a, a, a sports vision doctor as well. Um, but the processing response. So once you're seeing that information, you're taking it in through your visual system and then your visual system sends that information to your brain and your brain then has to process it and then respond with, with some, some act, some, some physical act usually. And, and how that works is, so once you've taken that information, so I work with athletes on speeding up that process in which they take in the information and then are able to process and respond to it. So for like a lacrosse goalie, for example, when you're seeing a shot, your, your, your visual system's taking that in, where, where's the shot going? You're processing that and then you have to respond and move your stick and move your body to that ball and stop it. So that, that's just a, the mo- a basic example of how your visual system takes in that information then has to process it and then respond to it. Interesting. Are we, would you say that certain people are born with better eye-hand coordination? We're going to call it eye-hand coordination throughout this show, okay? But are you saying, yeah. would you say that certain <laughs> people are born with better levels? Or are, we all, are we all dealt the same deck of cards and it's something that you can improve with drills? So, I mean, that's a great question. I, so everyone's born with their own different um, genetic potential in the terms of how wide they can uh, spread the, their peripheral field of vision, uh, how wide they can uh, get their, their central vision. So that's the, the, the one little uh, like point of focus that you have. It's like almost like the size of a dime, even smaller how wide you can make that. That's also super important. There's, we're all can like, but we can all work within our genetic potential. Besides most people don't even tap into that because they don't train this part of their game. So there's so much that you can do. There's so much that you can improve and even push your, your physical and limitation, like push your limitations. Like there is no, I wouldn't say like, yes, we're all born with our own deck of cards. Some people are more athletic than others. Some people have, are a greater field of vision, but we, if we work that, we can really maximize our genetic potential and even push through that. So it's, so it's, it, it depends on the person, but we can definitely work, work and like blast through our limitations. It is possible. Interesting. Okay. Um, maybe, you know, we jumped right into the hand, eye hand coordination talk. Maybe you could give the mm-hmm. everyone kind of a little background about kind of your sports background and how you got into uh, eye hand coordination and, and this whole area of study for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm actually a hockey goalie. So being a hockey goalie, it's extremely important to be able to have, uh, like sharp vision and extremely quick reactions. So, uh, growing up, I mean, 
I was playing, playing goalie. I actually started late. I started playing when I was 14 years old and I, I got into the sport. I was playing. I, I loved it. So I was willing to do whatever it takes to get to the next level. And I was listening to the coaches doing what everyone else was doing, really. I was showing up to practice. I was training. Um, but I really felt like there was more I could be doing. Like, I felt like there's vision and reaction, like reaction training is such a huge aspect of being a goalie. And I never trained it, which didn't make any sense because, I mean, after getting, and this really, it really hit me after getting cut for like, this, this was my life. <laughs> like this was my entire world, like growing up playing this, play, playing goalie and, and then getting cut for like the third, fourth team in a row to like a guy who's six, six, more athletic than me. Um, just bigger, more just genetically a, a better athlete than I was. And I had, and like, honestly, like, oh, like being open about this, like honestly crying on the, on the floor in the bathroom of the rink, uh, feeling like my world was almost coming to an end really. Cause like, this was my entire life that I'd sacrificed. I wasn't going out on Friday nights. I was training. Sure. I was, yeah. So, um, and then I, this, this huge epiphany came. I mean, if I could just train my reactions and my vision, to be as quick as possible, like, like level to levels that weren't present to me at that moment to be extremely quick, like tracking everything. Uh, doesn't matter where the shot is taken. If it's deflected in front of me, how fast it's, it's how fast the shot is, who's taking it. As long as I can stop that shot, no one's stopping me. No one's, there's no limits that are placed on my potential in the sport. If I can train my reactions to basically stop anything, be quick enough to stop anything. They can be taller than me. They can be more athletic than me. But if I'm quick enough and I get to the puck, I stop it every time, they, they, I'll be too good. They'll have to take me. And that's really where like, I got really into the sports vision and, and the research and the study and educating myself and getting into it. Awesome. That's a great story and very inspirational to all goalies out there. You know, I mean, obviously some people are dealt different decks of cards in terms of the, their vision or their height or their athleticism. Uh, but that determination that you put forward is really encouraging. So that's awesome. And then, um, yeah. And then like, when you go, when you're, I guess, inventing these ha eye hand coordination drills, like where do you come up with these ideas? Well, I mean, it's, it's honestly a, like creativity and then also just learning from my environment. And then also the reading I do, um, I diff I just, I add different aspects to it's playing around with, with uh, like common drills, like almost starting, like just throwing a ball off the wall and then adding in another variable, adding in a different visual cue, adding in visual noise, adding in audible noise, uh, adding in an audible cue that you have to react to and adding in a partner to create some sort of variable. It's putting as much like almost noise. And by noise, I mean, when I say visual noise, something that's distorting or, or changing your vision and then also something, it's all almost like an overload of the brain, these sort of drills. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're overloading the brain with all these different variables and has to work hard just to maybe catch a ball or react to a certain cue. So that when you get into a game and your only job is to, let's say, like track, track the ball and you're used to tracking a ball with like, so like in like in a, in a almost like a, like, I don't, I don't want to say a hostile environment, but like an environment that's unkind per se. A lot of noise. Like, right. Yeah. A, a lot of noise, visual noise, meaning people are running in front of you. And that's, that's what the art, that's what a game is. People are running. You can't always, it's not always perfect. It's not always a clear sighted shot. You don't always see it perfectly. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really getting, I mean, personally getting creative. And then also, I mean, it's almost like a mastermind as well. I mean, like seeing what other coaches are doing too, uh, talking with them and exchanging information and can combining the, the, our different ways of training and even, and, and creating more drills like that, that way too. Awesome. Very cool. I, um, I'm curious what you think. I, so lacrosse goalie is different from hockey goalie in that the save technique, like we're really trying to catch everything with our top hand. You know what I mean? Like an ice hockey goalie, you're set up big, something comes to your off uh, glove side and you just block it. You know, you, you block it with your body as opposed to lacrosse goalie, your top hand kind of controls your stick. It, it controls the head of the stick. And even if a shot is to your off stick side, you, you, you catch it with your top hand. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I've adapted a lot of your drills in that, like, I'm not, you know, instead of catching with both hands, I usually try to focus on the top hand and I'm curious what, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I like that. I mean, that's actually kind of cool because so as a hockey goalie or maybe like another type of goalie, you're working like almost everywhere, like your, your feet, your hands or whatever that that may be. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about lacrosse goalie is so you're guiding your stick by your top hand. So that means you can like tunnel vision your top hands and there aren't, you're not working everything. You're working that top hand, all the drills, you, you shift them a little bit, take like exactly what you were saying, what you were doing. Um, and, and just working on that top hand to make that as quick as possible. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. And then right at the very beginning, we were talking about this concept of, I forget what the technical term was, but there was like one point of focus and then you had this like expanded, um, focus. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I definitely want to get more into that, but also something I, I felt was really important to share is, is the eyes, uh, eye alignments. And what I mean by that in conversions and divergence. And what I mean by that is I want you to think about the eyes as two lights, two lights on a performer on a stage. Okay. And your eyes need to be perfectly aligned, like a perfect circle. They're coming from two different angles, perfectly aligned on on the performer moving around. So your eyes, both there's six muscles in, in back of both your eyes and they need to be working in sync with each other to be able to track that object moving around. Okay. This is a little off from, from the, the central vision and the peripheral vision. Um, but, and, and tracking and the faster the game goes, like the faster the ball goes a higher level, the faster he's moving around on the stage and the harder your eyes have to work to, to uh, stay aligned on that object that object could also move closer to you farther from you side to side any any way shape or form movement so your eyes need to work super hard to be able to stay aligned on that and converge with it as it moves closer to you as your your eyes contort inwards as it's tracking as you're tracking it in and then also diverge when it's when you're tracking out and then yeah no, that makes total sense. It makes total sense. Like as a lacrosse goalie, the ball could, could come closer to you as they, as they get closer to the cage, or they could just be working it around the perimeter where you need to, you know, focus on that ball and, and track it in that way. Yeah, absolutely. And also what that also is directly associated with is accommodation, which basically like your focus flexibility, how quickly you can shift your focus from something near to far and far to near. Uh. So Yes, which is super important. So first, you want your eyes to be aligned. They need to be working together. That's extremely important because let's say your eyes aren't aligned and 
there's some kids I work with. Um, I do different, I do a pencil push up. So like the pencil, they're focused. This is an actual device that every, every one of your listeners can do at home with no equipment. I want you to take a pen, hold it like about a foot in front of your face, like like sort of at your nose height and move it slowly in towards your nose. And you're focusing on the tip of the pen and you want to see it completely clearly, move it in slowly, bring it until it touches your nose. At some point for most of you, for almost all of you, uh, at some point it's going to be blurry or sometimes their eyes stop working together in sync and they can no longer converge in and, and tort inwards and they're seeing two pens. And so sometimes like a dad screaming in the stands, Johnny, keep your eye on the ball. Mm-hmm. And jo- Johnny's, Johnny's brain goes into a visual crisis because his eyes aren't working together all the way in tracking it. So at some point he's seeing two balls and no one knows that happens so quickly. You wouldn't be able to tell in a game. And he physically, he actually can't even see, keep his eye on the ball because he's seeing two of them, but he, he wouldn't even know that too because it's happening so fast. So, I mean, that's just super important. And then I worked that like on a, on a plain gaze scale, like just from like coming in towards your nose and then keeping your chin still and, and your head straight. You can also track it from below. So someone's shooting it off, the, like say someone shoots off, like off the ground. Um, it hits off the grounds coming up. Mm-hmm. So your, your, your convergence of something coming from below your center, you're like uh, uh, yeah. straight gaze and you, your head straight and the pen's coming up towards your nose. And then also, let's say a normal across, let's say a deep hole uh, is shooting high up in the air and it's coming down at you. You can also have your, uh, your chin still and the pen coming down, like from an upward sort of points coming down towards your nose again, head completely still and your eyes tracking that. I think a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's the most common, it's the most common thing that, uh, that athletes, uh, struggle with Then they don't even know they struggle with. And it's, but what's good about it is it's also, it's like the most important. And then what's also good about it. It's the easiest to train. Everyone can do this and everyone can do this, uh, just with basically no equipment. So there's yeah. no excuses. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned the, the pencil, I don't know if there's a name for it, like pencil, focus. pencil, push up. Yeah. Pencil, pencil push up. up. That's what it was. Pencil push up where you're focusing on the tip of that pencil or pen and then having it approach at different angles. Cause you're right. Like it, that's another difference between lacrosse goalies and ice hockey goalies is the majority of shots you face are coming from the ice, right? Yeah. Whereas lacrosse, you can, I mean, just almost an infinite number of angles everywhere people can shoot yeah. at. So yeah, you gotta you've gotta train your vision to uh come in from the side, come in from the top, come in from down below, and then also of course straight ahead. Um, yeah. besides the pencil push up, are there other key drills for that aspect that you uh, that you like to do? Or is that yeah, like- so I mean I mean that's the main one I like to do. I really like the like I really like my athletes to do that like every day, honestly, until they they will see a difference, I can tell you that. And then also a lot of the ball drills too, because think about it, during those ball drills you're you're working on that convergence as well and that eye, eye alignment but it starts like it, it really helps to start you're real when you're really focusing on it with that pencil I, I mean that's my favorite one and for starters like I think everyone should be doing that um yeah. what I wanted to get into was accommodation so how the focus flexibility which I got a little off track from but I want to get back to that um yeah. and that's yeah. your ability to focus from near to far and far to near and what I mean by that is the ball is getting shot 25 feet in front of you and you're focused, your gaze is almost like sort of straight. It's not, your, your, your eyes aren't 
contorted in order that much. Your gaze is straight and you're focused on the ball and his stick and he shoots it. And then within a, a fraction of a second, the ball is right next to you. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to shift your focus from something that far when he's 25 feet away from you to right next to you, tracking it the entire way. So your eyes are lined. Now you're tracking it well. Now you want to work your ability to shift that focus from something far to something near. So how can you do that? And another piece of actionable advice. Uh, I, so an athlete can take a piece of paper and write a number, like just letters, like uh, 10 letters in a line and then five lines of 10 letters, all right? Random letters, numbers, whatever. Mm-hmm. And put it on a wall 20 feet away. I don't know. It's 20 feet away. All right. And then you're going to take a, another little piece of paper and write, do the same thing. Five, five letters, uh, 10 letters across the row, five row, five. Yeah. Like the dentist, like the dentist, yeah. not dentist, um, eye doctor, like eye yeah. letter chart. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like a, a chart of letters. All right. And then you're going to hold that little, little card of the letters in front of your face, right by your eyes. Um, like let's say four inches out in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to focus on the first letter of the first column in the top left that you wrote and then shift your focus to the one right in front of you, four inches in front of you. And then, and then go to the next letter on, on the chart far away from you and then shift back to the next letter. Uh, back like on the, have, on the let, card. Let me see if I can explain because it's, it's, it's kind of tricky in the audio format. So you have, yeah. you have two charts. Yes. One, one's kind of further in the distance. One's right mm-hmm. next, next to your face. And Correct. You, and, and, and you kind of alter your vision real quick yeah. back, back before in between the yeah. focusing on the letters. Yes. And you're sh- shifting your focus from like the letter on the, f- the piece of paper uh, far away to yeah. the, the letter close. And what you're going to notice when you're doing this is that it takes your brain, it takes your, takes your brain and your vision like, like a second or two, especially at first, if you're not, if you've never done this before to regain that focus, you'll notice that like you'll shift your focus far, but then it might be blurry for a second. And then you have to regain that clarity of, uh, you have to regain that clarity and you continue to do that. And that's your ability to shift focus. That's great. Now, um, are there like certain like reps or sets? Like, I mean, you know, obviously if like I'm teaching somebody a squat, it's great to teach them the exercise, but then you also have to say like, I want you to do like three sets of 10 or, or something like that. Are there, are there certain like reps or series you recommend of these exercises? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it depends on like where the athletes at, but to get started, I would say do two reps of it. So go through the entire chart, which will, you'd be surprised depending on how many letters, it depends on how many letters you write and letters and numbers you write. Um, but let's assume it was like the, the 50 letters, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say go through it twice, twice. And you can do that twice a day. Okay. And you're wor- what are you working? You're working actual muscles in, in your eyes. Yeah. So you're built. Yeah. So how quickly you can shift your focus from something near to far and re and regain. So recalibrate that focus. Your eyes are recalibrating because remember as they're tracking something in they're contorted inward. So now they're, they're contorted inward on the sheet of, on the piece of paper right in front of you and they're focused and they, and you can see the letter clearly. And then on the snap of a finger, you're shifting your focus to a piece of paper further with, with the, with the letter written out mm-hmm. and you're shifting your focus to that and your eyes are contorting outward and it takes like a second to regain that visual clarity. So that's, that's what you're training. And cause you want to have visual clarity on the ball when it's getting shot at you uh, the entire yeah. way through from, from the point 
effective release to the point of you saving it. So, yeah. and that's, that's what that's training. And also again, the same way we did the pencil push-ups from those three different angles, um, like a straight gaze below, uh, like below the gaze and then above the gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, same with this, this drill. So you can have the piece of paper, put it on the, almost the floor, like almost the floor, um, like in between like the floor and the wall. You can lean on the floor of the wall if it's on a notebook or whatever, and then have the other piece of paper right by your face, and you can shift your focus from something uh, like almost coming off the ground to to right in front of you, and then same, you can do it a little higher than your gaze, and then straight gaze as well. Awesome. Awesome. Man, that's great. Okay. Um, let me ask this. So if a, if a young goalie, or doesn't have to be a goalie, but could be any athlete, comes to you and says like, I want to get, I want to improve my eye hand coordination. Like what, what do you do? How do you, how do you break them down and, and develop like the routine that's right for him? What's that process like for you? Well, the first thing I like to do is, I mean, see where they're at uh, currently and I'll challenge them. Like they come in and I'll almost do my evaluation on them and is I'll that, challenge sorry, them. Sorry to interrupt. Is that, is that like seeing where they're at, um, currently is that just doing some of the drills that are on your instagram and some of some of the things like just seeing yeah how react yeah so some i use some of the drills but that that the pencil push-up is something i always go go for also another tool that i use for that convergence that everyone everyone has at their house is some sort of string or rope that they can tie to a, a, a doorknob or whatever and hold against their nose and track uh, from all the way up and down the string okay um so it's uh, that's that's also that's called a Brock string. You could find those anywhere on the internet. Um, but that that's something I'll do. Okay. So you so you yeah you do those exercises to see where they're at, and and then what, yeah what what's kind of I guess step two. Step two would see like where are they weakest. So where, where are they weakest, and like if their convergence isn't that good, I want to work on that. If they're if their alignment isn't spot on, I, that's something I want to work on and building drills around that. And then also working, I, I work, oh, I try and work as many parts of the vision uh, every time they come in, but focus on what they need the most. So, I mean, but for someone listening to this, um, what they can do to get started is I would say like a, a simple ball drill. Um, one ball and then try one ball off the wall, throw it underhand, catch it overhand. And then you're doing that proficiently. Try doing it with two balls. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then you can get like, and then try and get both hands, do like a double ball toss off the wall, throw both underhand and catch both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then you're already proficient in doing two balls in one hand. Now do two balls in both hands at the same time. You're juggling four balls. And that's, that alone is, is a lot of work for any athlete to do, but the fundamental, uh, the fun, like the fundamental part of it is just that single ball toss off the wall and you could build up from there. It's like a, a building block to a lot of drills. Yeah, that's great. I, ma- I imagine a lot of drills are like that. I, I know in, when I coach goalies, we start very simple, like just, you know, just moving the hand, now moving the hand and the body, now moving the, and just kind of adding building blocks on until the end, you know, like you said, you're juggling four balls or juggling, you know, multiple balls. Yeah. And also, I don't know how, how useful this information would be exactly for a lacrosse goalie because, again, they're leading with their top hand and they're catching with their net. But I break down hand-eye coordination, eye-hand coordination um, 
to basically the fundamentals of your actual fingers, using your fingers to make catches. So I'll start to, to test there. And also you have to focus a lot harder on the ball when you're doing this. So this could be beneficial to a, a lacrosse goalie. We're working on their focus ability. Take a ball, um, just throw it against the wall. Try and catch it with your index finger and your thumb only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like almost like a little claw. And then yeah. try with, with your, your thumb and your middle finger and do both hands. And then uh-huh. you can throw it up and try and catch it as it's coming down. Throw it off the ground and catch it as it's coming up. Throw it off the wall. Throw it off the wall and let it bounce and then get that and work both hands. You'll see that it's, it, it's definitely it's difficult at first when you're yeah. just trying to catch with those two fingers. And that I break like eye-hand coordination down to it's like, be, again, with that single ball toss uh, off the wall, that's like a fundamental building block to a lot of drills that I do with my athletes and a lot of drills that they can do on their own. This, again, I, I think is like a fundamental to uh, eye-hand coordination. Actually catching with your fingers, because you don't catch, like for glove sports, for example, you don't catch with your palm. Like you, like if, what, or you right. catch with your fingers. It's your fingers. That's where the pocket is. And, that's, and then for lacrosse goalies, though, this will help their focus, their ability to focus on one object. You have to really tunnel vision, laser focus on that ball when you're trying to catch it with two fingers. Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to implement that into my drills. I'll let you know how it goes, but that sounds, I mean, just, just thinking about it, like you really need, if you're going to catch it with just two fingers, I mean, you really need to focus a lot more than, than letting it come into your palm and catching it. So I, I like that a lot. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, cool. We talked about, we talked about way back at the beginning, maybe it's the right time to get into it. So this like circle of focus, cause I have some questions around that. Uh, yes. So for sure. when I teach lacrosse goalies, like the common saying is like, you know, watch the ball in his stick. Um, and is that, and I guess that's like the, the circle of focus, but oftentimes like the shot is so quick, like you can't, you can't pick it up. And I'm wondering, is, is it better to just like watch an area or, or do you think, do you think to improve eye-hand coordination, it really is better to kind of try and pick up that ball out of the stick? What, what are your thoughts on that one? So I, I think that all goalies should be watching, should be, their goal is to watch that ball to be complete, their nose. I want them to pretend that there's a string attached to their nose and it's attached to the ball. So that's your central focus, like that, that optimal, like the optimizing the use of your vision and that central focus directly in the center of both of your eyes. That's your central focus. So like a a tool I use, uh, the swivel vision goggles, what that does is it takes away your hope, all your, your peripheral vision and only allows you to see what's in front of you. So optimizing your, your central focus. So someone shoots a ball and if you don't track it, if you're like just focused on an area and try and just get it and almost use your peripheral vision to get it, you won't, you won't be able to see the ball. You have to move your head with the ball and it's almost like a string. And I love the swivel vision goggles because I can tell an athlete, listen, I want you to pretend that there's a string attached to your nose in the ball besides for them to actually have a, a training aid that does that for them, they don't have a choice anymore. They don't even have to visualize it. They're wearing the glasses. That's, they have to do that. So, like, And they get better at tracking and optimizing their, their central vision. That's awesome. Um, I'll have to check those out. I, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but they're called swivel vision uh, Yes, yeah, sw- swiv- swivel vision goggles. Cool. Any other tools like that that, that you use into, into your, your training programs? 
Absolutely. I mean, so swivel vision goggles are awesome. Um, I mean, every goalie personally, like when I try them on, it was amazing. Like I took them off and everything, it's almost like my peripheral vision was enhanced because I was so used to only using my central vision to see. So that's, so those, that's a must for all goalies too. This is a little bit more on the expensive end, but I also highly recommend it. Uh, synaptic strobe glasses and like the, the visual noise we were talking about earlier. Um, what these do is so they're flickering in front of your, these glasses are flickering. So they're taking, they're taking information away from you. So you can only see a ball like halfway through its path of motion as it's coming towards you. So your brain has to fill in then the pieces of information that are missing. Cause you physically cannot see, you cannot see the ball because like the, it's the, 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 the glass is flickering uh, and your brain has to fill in that information. So when you take the glasses off, your brain is usually used to seeing like parts of the path of travel of the ball and it could, and it's filling in the others at a rate that it just, it speeds up that rate of, of how quickly you can process that information of tracking an object towards you. That's awesome. So, so you're, you're adding that noise and then, and then like when the noise is not there, all of a sudden, like the whole play slows down because you've seen that shot before. Is that kind of the idea there? Exactly. It feels like it's in slow motion because you're used to only seeing maybe the release of the shot and then you can't see it for like the next five feet and then you can see it in the middle of its path and then it flickers again and then by the time it's, it flickers again, the ball is three feet in front of you. So your brain has to fill in that entire process of its path of motion through time and space because you can't see it. So when, you're, when the glasses are off, what happens is it's almost like your brain's used to already filling in. So it's almost like, Oh, I saw the release of the shot and I saw the first five feet of it. And then someone screened me, but I'm so used to already filling in and, and, and being able to anticipate it builds that level of anticipation, which is, which is extremely important knowing where something is going already before it gets there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And what, what are they called? Sorry. Synaptic strobes. Synaptic strobes. Cool. Yeah. I see them here. All right. Awesome. Man, what, any, anything else? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I utilize, this is again, more on the expensive end. Um, so I utilize a ball machine. It was actually built for, um, for ping pong. <laughs> it's a ping pong ball machine. It's called Robo Pong. And I could, uh, ha- have it shoot balls and I could put different things out in front to make deflections, um, and do different drills with that. And it, Basically, if you're one-on-one, if you're by yourself, uh, it's a great tool you can use. That's cool. So it can just it just basically just fires shots at you. Yeah, like exactly. Real, real rapid, real rapid. Yeah, I've used um, kind of like pitching machines in that same in that same. Yeah, concept, but never never with the uh, never the Robo Pong. Check that one. Yeah, out. what's cool about the Robo Pong is that the it's ping pong balls. So like a pitching machine, for example, or even a tennis ball machine. The balls are kind of big. They can they can break something. Like this is like almost like a a house friendly uh, tool, I guess. Because yeah. what happens? It hits the wall. It doesn't really. <laughs> it hits you. Even it hits you. It doesn't it, like maybe a little sting. You, you can't. You don't get the same effect with with a big ball machine. And also, it makes it even harder because it's that's it's much smaller. Yeah, I was going to say I noticed in a lot of your drills, you you experiment or you you have different size balls like in the drill. Like you could have a baseball and then a softball, and then a ping pong ball. So I was wondering if that, like, working with different size balls impacts or improves the, the, the drill. 
Absolutely. I actually recommend every person listening to this, whatever they're doing, however they're training, they take whatever size ball they're using in, in these hand-eye drills and make it smaller. I have actually gone down to, I use corn kernels and BB, BB the little BBs, <laughs> the little plastic BBs. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it is much more hard to be able to, to pick that up, uh, to pick that up as, as it's traveling and then also catch it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the common adage, if you can save a little corn kernel, you can save a, a, a ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if that, if you can track a little corn kernel being thrown at you like 30 miles an hour, when you get a net and that, and that ball is coming at you 30, like however fast it is, it almost feels like it's like, this is a, this is like, it almost feels like a, like a game, like almost like a joke. It's like, wow, this is so slow. Everything's so big. Everything's moving slower. Everything's bigger. That's the that's my main goal when I'm working with athletes. If I'm working with a cross goalie, when they get back on the field, every I want everything to feel like it's moving slower. I want everything to feel like it's bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. How much um, like when you were training to be an ice hockey goalie? You know, there's like taking shots, and there's you know some other physical drills that you can work on, like working on the technical element of your game. And then there's all this hand-eye coordination, eye-hand coordination that we've been talking about. Like, how would you balance? Is it like a fifty-fifty split for you? Is is the eye-hand coordination a little bit more? Like, how, how do you balance that? That's an amazing question. Um, I actually, so I was completely out of balance before. I trained too much. I was doing too much technical stuff. I was focused on all my technique. My technique was was very good. I mean, it was very good, but I kept on working on that and like speed, strength and all that kind of stuff. And now, I end, and I end up decision, the, the position I'm in now, I tore my ab off my pelvic plate. I mean, I'm not saying I overworked myself. I didn't get my body enough rest. And this is giving me time to reflect and realize uh, how I should be training the right way. And by that, I mean, I personally believe vision is more important than I'm once, once you have the technical game down, like college goalies, for example, like they're all, all of them can move well. For most part, all of them can move well in the net. The big difference is how, how well can they track the ball? How, how quick are the reactions? Can they stop it? Mm-hmm. So I, I personally think, I mean, after mindset, like having a strong mindset, a relentless mindset, I think vision training should be the next concern. Uh, and then, then the, the actual physical training, because in visual training too you can do so much, so much more of it. You can do it anywhere. There are no excuses to not be doing it. Um, and with little to no equipment, uh, you probably already have. Yeah. And I think, I think it's the foundation. It's a foundation before the motor training, before the, the technique and the strength training, personally, especially for goalie. Yeah, it's interesting. It kind of makes me rethink the way I teach goalie. So my whole theory was, you know, there's the tech, like three circles. I called it a triad. There's a technical element, right? And that's learning how to make the saves, the proper movement, being on the arc, uh, you know, all that, all that technical stuff. There's the physical aspect, which is like being physically in shape and like being able to explode to a shot. And then there's the mental piece. And it almost sounds like this vision piece is a fourth circle. Would you, yeah. Would you agree with that approach? I, I do agree. And you can, and here's something that every goalie should like listen to. Uh, you can train your technique. You can train your strength, your power. Um, if you're not seeing it, you're not stopping it. It's that simple. And that, that alone is like visual. Your, your vision accounts for 80% of your sensory information and the, what you take into and process while you're playing. 
So like that's a key component. So I would say mental, then visual, like we're, if we're building this pyramid, like of the foundation, I think it would be mental, then visual. So you're not seeing it. You're not stopping. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, I mean, it, it's debatable strength and technique. I, I would say technique and then strength. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's my pyramid of, of, of what I believe, but I mean, it's subjective. People could yeah. change it up to strength and technique. Yeah. It's interesting. I personally, I would value technique a little bit more cause I, I like, I, I agree with you on the vision, but I want, I still want them to know how to properly move their body. Like a lacrosse goalie should to make that, yeah. if that makes sense. You're, you're right. You're right. And you're, you're absolutely right. And I agree with you. I'm actually, when, in my mind, when you asked me that question, I was thinking more so for a college, I should say a college player, someone who has a technique down already, the technique, yeah. So, yeah, someone who has a technique, obviously learning how to play the game the, the, the right way is extremely important and you want that done. But for so many athletes who have that done, I pers- I, then you get into their training, this is where I think they should, like the scale only sh- almost shifts a little bit because how like, how quick, like, I mean, how perfect can your tenac- keep on perfecting your technique? But like, once you get to a certain level, like everyone's so similar. Something I yes. noticed, like, in, as a goalie, like all of us have like perfect, like almost perfect technique with our skating and our footwork and our ability to square to the puck. Now it's like that's out of the question. We can all do that. Now it's like if you're seeing it, how quick are you? Can you stop it? It's that's 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 what I mean. That's why my scale is like that. Makes sense. But, yeah, but absolutely, if you're a 10-year-old getting into the game of lacrosse, you want to get down that technical game first. Yeah, cool. Cool, awesome. Um, I got another great question. At least I hope it's great. We'll, we'll, see, yeah. we'll see where it goes. <laughs> uh, so unlike uh, in ice hockey, you, you're, you're padded up head to toe, right? You know, like mm. someone, someone rips a shot at you. I mean, you almost have this feeling i've never played ice hockey so you can correct me if i'm wrong but you almost have sort of a feeling of invincibility because i have all these pads right i'm not scared of the shot in lacrosse goalie like a lot of youth are very much like scared of the shot because it comes at them and like your first reaction is almost kind of like to flinch are there mm-hmm. are there like drills that you know of to like get rid of that because isn't that a hand uh eye hand sort of response or yeah so that would so you what do you want to do is you'd almost want to train. So you'd be doing like reactive training almost. And until that, and at first when a goalie starts their instinct, they're like reaction, like instinctual reaction to to maybe to dodge or to flinch to it. And you want to put in like as many reps, you just want to blow them with reps. So that it's almost like changing their instincts. So now their instant reaction would be like to flinch. And now they're getting used to moving towards the ball, and you continues to you continually do that until that becomes their instinct. It's like, oh, someone's shooting at me. Let me move to it. Let me move in front of it. And that's that takes a lot. That's time. That's that's repetition. That's, um, yeah, yeah. So time and repetition, really. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. That's kind of what I what I coach as well. I mean, all goalies and myself included started flinching, and it it was just time and repetition. Yeah, um, and also. Oh, yeah. That's also just as much as a mental aspect as it is visual, because if you will become more mental, like I love that about 
cross goalies. Like they're almost like fearless warriors, like literally yeah. wearing nothing almost getting yeah. in front of these hard shots. And it is kind of like, I'm thinking about it now. Like it is kind of, it's a little bit more scary than me. Hockey will even have all that equipment and padding. This doesn't hurt as much, I guess, but it, that it's as much as a visual because if your vision is sharper and you're quicker, you're going to be able to see the ball better. And if you're able to see the ball better, you're not going to be as afraid of it because you're going to be able to see it and stop it. So like that, I feel like that, that's just so important because as to someone who's not doesn't have as good as vision, they can't shift their focus quick enough. And they, they're scared. They're like, listen, I can't track the, you know what I mean? I can't track yeah. the ball and I'm flinching because I'm scared. But that visual aspect, that gives you more confidence in your ability to play and stop it and know that you're going to stop it. and which takes away from the whole flinching aspect to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. All right. This has been so great. Is there anything that, that we missed or anything? Is there anything like, man, I can't believe you didn't ask me about this. Um, let me think. I would say. Hmm. It's a good question. I'm thinking, I mean, we covered a lot. I would say it's all, it's about, uh, not to get too scientific, but it's about, myelinating the nerve fibers that you must trigger in order to do something. And so myelinating the nerve fibers. So someone shooting a ball, your brain makes that connection of how to move to it. For example, in practice, someone shoots and nerve fibers trigger in your brain to, to make the connection starts with the visual visual is always the, the, the gate, the gatekeeper to, to this information starts with, you need that to be correct. Uh, you take that in, you trigger the right nerve fibers to be able to move to that ball and stop it. And you continuously do that. You're myelinating that nerve fiber. What that means is you're able to uh, get to it quicker. You're insulating that, those nerve fibers so you can trigger them faster. So the more you practice that, the better. That's, that's what repetition breeds, breeds skill because you're myelinating that nerve fiber that you must trigger in order to stop that ball. So the more rep, reps you take. And so now... How can you do this? How can you myelinate those necessary nerve fibers while you're not actually practicing, while you're not taking hard reps and getting bruised? It's doing some of these hand-eye drills and it's almost building a simulation of what a shot is actually of, of taking at you. So like the Robopong, for example, um, is something I used to do this. I'll simulate like a real-time shot in, in a hockey game or a lacrosse game. And so I almost simulating those shots and there's no, there's no like uh, physical fatigue because it's ping pong balls. It's like, mm-hmm. you're just no equipment on. You're not, you're, you're in the comfort of your home or your training facility. Um, it's, and I feel like that's a big up on, that's a big advantage some athletes can take. So you want to be, be able to simulate those uh, same, same uh, triggers of those nerve fibers to be able to insulate all of them. And when you get back on the field, you'll have that skill and you can elevate your game even when you're not playing the game just through the training. Myelinate those nerve fibers, baby. Yes. That's what it's all about. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Awesome. Arthur, Arthur, this was absolutely amazing. So if people want to learn a little bit more about you or about, about um, you know, your coaching, where, where should they go? For sure. I mean, definitely follow. I recommend for every athlete, especially goalies, follow hand-eye coaches, follow, follow me on uh, Instagram. I post daily drills, uh, sometimes multiple posts a day of drills that you can do and incorporate into your training. And also you can head to handeyecoaches.com. The link's in my bio on Instagram as well. And I'll be having uh, different programs coming out uh, that athletes can uh, get 
and, and home training programs, complete visual training programs, as well as educational programs for coaches and trainers as well, and are important for athletes too, to be able to know what's happening in their brain and with their vision also, uh, just complements the, the training drills as well. Um, so I'm looking to put that together. Um, well, in, in the product development stage, uh, getting that all together, I really want to put all my best stuff in one program for anyone in the world to be able to purchase and use. So handicoaches.com, and you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at handicoaches. I'm also on Snapchat at handicoaches and uh, YouTube as well. <laughs> Besides, for the most part, I would say go to Instagram, go to Twitter at handicoaches.com. That's where you can find me. Awesome. I'll link up to those when they come out. Arthur, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Arthur Leibowitz from Hand Eye Coaches. Extremely insightful. One of those conversations that makes me almost rethink adding a whole new element to the fundamentals of how I teach the lacrosse goalie position, and that is hand-eye coordination. It seems to be that important. Anyways, I hope you learned quite a bit. Get out there, get some hand-eye coordination work in. Be good, do well. I'll see you next time. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.